At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store. Picasso knows your vacation home is your best home. It's the place that brings family and friends together. It's where you're the best version of yourself. Picasso makes it easy to co-own a luxury vacation home in amazing locations. Listings start at 200K for one-eighth ownership. Picasso does all the work for you. Luxury furnishings, maintenance, billing, scheduling, and more. And you can resell on Picasso's Marketplace anytime, historically for a 10% gain. Visit Picasso to see thousands of listings. That's P-A-C-A-S-O dot com. Welcome to another edition of the Hornets Hivecast, your daily podcast with all the notes, quotes, and daily buzz around your favorite NBA team, the Charlotte Hornets. I'm Sam Farber, and it is a pleasure and a privilege to have you back with us once again. Another winning edition of the Hornets Hivecast as we've got a game to break down, and what a game it was. 126-114 to victory over the Milwaukee Bucks, the two-time reigning MVP, the reigning Eastern Conference regular season champs, fall to your Charlotte Hornets by a 12-point margin. Uh, just an outstanding game. Lots of angles to break it down from and to help me do it, our new studio host and producer on the Hornets radio network, making his Hornets Hivecast debut, Rob Longo. Rob, what a way to welcome you into the Hivecast. Yeah, winning is fun, and that's two in a row. Got Miami on Monday. Three is called a winning streak, I've heard. It has happened before. It has happened before for the Hornets as well already this season, and just the level of impressive wins is what really stands out about this one. Back-to-back nights to take down the Pacers and the Milwaukee Bucks, whom I have a good feeling are both going to be not just playoff teams, but possibly second-round teams. To claim wins on back-to-back nights against those two opponents is extremely impressive. Hornets did it with a variety of season highs, a season high in points, 126, a season high in made threes in 21. What aspect of this one stood out the most to you? I mean, there's so many different aspects that stood out, but, I mean, your favorite tagline, the Airbnb connection, Miles Bridges, LaMelo Ball, with those two on the floor tonight were just unreal. I mean, Melo was a plus-minus, plus 37. Miles was a plus-25. With those two leading the charge there in the second half, that was just kind of too much for Milwaukee to really handle. 
Yeah, the the plus minus numbers are ridiculous for those two guys. And for Lamelo, the the scoring total was there. He was aggressive with his shot. He was aggressive with his drive. And Miles is his running mate. You know, the the guy finishing all those lobs. Couple more big ones coming through in last night's win over the Milwaukee Bucks, one twenty six to one fourteen. Going into the game, we do our our three keys to the W. And I had the three that I had outlined, and two of them really did play a part. One was convince Giannis to shoot threes. That one was maybe moderate at best. Giannis did attempt, what was it, four threes on the night? Yeah, ended up so going over four. He does still score 34 points, 18 rebounds, and nine assists because he's the Greek freak. He's amazing. But I thought the Hornets did a good job of paying for entering the paint. You know, Giannis was going to get a lot of points, but he had to shoot 18 free throws. So I think the Hornets did a good job of at least making him earn his points. And I said that the Hornets had to break 120. They had to have a season high in scoring. You know, saying you have to have a season high in scoring when you're 45 games in is a different matter than saying it when you're 17 games in and you haven't scored 120 points yet in today's modern NBA. So I thought two out of three, the Hornets did a really, really good job of. And the third one, convince Giannis to shoot threes. You need a really good lawyer, I think, to convince him to do that. <laughs> yeah, that, that might help a little bit. Maybe your wife could even help, though. She is a lawyer, after all. <laughs> she is an attorney. But there you go. She wins every argument with me. <laughs> Yeah, that's kind of the drawback, I guess, for marrying an attorney. At any rate, though, the one knock on the Hornets this season has been a little bit of the play of the bigs. And we'll get into Cody Zeller a little bit later on here in the pod. But the one thing that really stuck out to me was the way that the Hornets were able to limit Brooke Lopez tonight. He only had nine points, and he was only he was down to two, three, four points for the majority of the game. He came on a little bit strong there in the fourth quarter. But he, he, he played 27 minutes. He only had nine points. He limited him to four rebounds. Four rebounds for a guy like Brooke Lopez. I mean, granted, you have Giannis to pick up the slack with 18 boards of his own. But Cody Zeller played really well tonight. Again, we'll get to him a little bit later on. But I thought limiting Brooke Lopez was big. And we have to go back to the start of this game because it was just so bizarre. I mean, Milwaukee goes on a 10-0 run to start off. Charlotte's just ice cold, 0 for 5. Milwaukee starts the game 4 for 4 from the field. And then Giannis doesn't get a call, and he gets teed up for it. And it just kind of seemed like from there his body language was a little bit off. Now, I know last year, obviously, he was upset against the Heat in the conference finals, and you could tell his body language was different there. And I thought his body language was a little bit different tonight down the stretch, too. I mean, he had a, looked like a bum ankle. He rolled his ankle a little bit later on there in the, in the fourth quarter. But going down the stretch, he just, I don't want to say he quit, but he just didn't look like himself. He, he certainly knocked knees. I think it was with Miles Bridges on one play going down the stretch, and, you know, we the reports were that he obviously was well enough to play. They're going to protect Giannis Antetokounmpo at all costs. Um, but, yeah, I mean, you know, I think I think the Hornets just did enough to make it difficult enough, and that's hard to say for a guy who ends up with a 34-18-9 scoring line, but, you know, I, I think there is certainly some truth to it, and the Hornets come away with a 126-114 win on the back end. I agree with you as well on Brooke Lopez. I think Brooke Lopez in this game is kind of an illustration of how ridiculous someone could take the let's have our centers shoot threes element to a game. Lopez is an extremely gifted, talented center, but he got his game going by when he stopped shooting threes and said, all right, I'm 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 seven feet tall and I know what I'm doing down here. Give me the ball. I'm going to dunk on someone finally. He scored all nine of his points in the fourth quarter. So... 
look, I mean, the, the Hornets, they, they were given a couple of gifts with Milwaukee not dominating as much in the paint as they normally do. And at the end of the night, 44 points in the paint, I think you'll live with that if you're the Charlotte Hornets, especially if you're ending up with a 126-114 to victory. One other season high I failed to mention before, season high for points in a quarter, 39. Even spotting the Bucks 10, they came out firing and scored 39 points in that first quarter. First guy we highlighted was LaMelo Ball, a spectacular night out there on the floor. Pass intercepted by Gordon Hayward. Hornets in a three-on-three situation. Bounce pass the ball. Ball up and under. Throws it out the window. Yes! Plus the foul! Love Mello. Unbelievable. Playing the Bucks like a grand piano. He is just Mozart out there on the floor. 27 points. He made nine free throws. That's a career high. The points also a career high. Chipped in nine assists as well. His ability to find his shot, not just from three, but at the rim, he is getting more and more comfortable using his length and size and discovering just what he's capable of. And he, you know, Giannis Antetokounmpo's arms, I mean, he can be out of bounds and he'll still somehow find a way to dunk it. Lamelo's not quite that long, but for a guard, he's an extremely long player who finds angles and finds a way to extend past any guard who might be challenging him. And that's something that really impresses with me with just the minimal amount of time we've been able to see him in the league so far through so many games. It's just that length and how he's able to use it. You, you see him kind of drive the lane, and he just he has like these extra like six inches on his forearm. It seems and he just somehow flicks the ball with his wrist around a defender and is able to find somebody cutting down the lanes. It's artwork. It's like he's out there being Mozart and everybody else is playing chopsticks or twinkle, twinkle, little star. Yeah, I know. (laughs) I I had to borrow it, but that's how true it is. It's incredible what he can do. And and the other thing I noticed today, too, was how he was able to drive, and he just throws the ball almost behind his head. I've never seen anybody kind of pass it like that on a regular basis, and it seemed like a couple of other players were starting to kind of chime into it a little bit as well. But if you watch him coming off the bench, kind of interacting with everybody, I noticed a couple times tonight when he would go to the bench uh, and he would sit down next to uh, Bismack Biombo, and you could tell that Lamella is just kind of that energy that comes off the bench and gives everybody a spark because him and Biz were kind of fooling around, messing around, and you can tell that even though Biz didn't play tonight, he was his biggest cheerleader out there on the bench. Lamello, 27 points, career high. Career high, nine free throws. Did a good job getting to the line and converting there. Nine for nine, plus nine assists. A spectacular effort leading the Hornets to a second consecutive win over a second consecutive big-name opponent this time, the Milwaukee Bucks. Much more to talk about on this one, but we want to encourage you all to tune in and watch or listen to every game that the Hornets play. You can either watch it on Fox Sports Southeast and the Fox Sports Go app or listen on WFNZ and the Hornets mobile app. Hornets win over the Milwaukee Bucks, 126-114. to Sam Farber, Rob Longo here with you on the Hornets Hivecast. Rob, we were talking about LaMelo last segment. One number I forgot to mention, the LaMelo magic number. It was our nugget of the game. When you add together LaMelo Ball's points, rebounds, and assists together, if the total is 25 or more, the team is now 7-2. and When it's under 25, the team is 2-9. and Now, usually you got to score double figures to... to push your numbers that far, but LaMelo is not your usual player. He's able to sometimes achieve that magic number even when he's not scoring. Of course, Hornets Twitter chimed in and immediately said, start him, start him, start him, start him. And my retort to that would be, 
you know what, he's still playing 30 minutes a game right now. I have no doubt in my mind at some point he's going to start. I don't think anyone on the coaching staff has any doubt about it either. It's, is what's happening right now the best formula for wins? And off back-to-back wins, I would hesitate to change the formula immediately based off that, but at some point, LaMelo's going to start. This is the Hornets Hivecast. One other player off the bench we want to talk about, and that is Malik Monk. Three seconds left. In the quarter, Monk for three. Got it at the buzzer! Malik Monk answers for the Hornets, and it is a 39-point opening quarter. Charlotte leads mighty Milwaukee by eight after 12 minutes here on the Hornets Radio Network. Little plug there for WFNZ, too. Monk had five points in the opening quarter, 11 in the opening half. He ends up with a season-high 18 in this one and was kind enough to join me after the game on WFNZ. I've been getting in the rhythm the last two games I've been playing, man. I was just waiting on it. I knew it was going to happen. I put in too much work in the offseason and now, man, to not let it show. So glad to, to, to let it show when, when, when T-Row came out. That's a big win for us, man. It shows that we stay together and we're a young team. So we just got to keep fighting. Malik Monk is undoubtedly one of the most talented scorers on this roster, and you really feel for him that COVID-19 sidelined him from the start of training camp and had an impact deep into the season, or deep compared to where we are right now, but seems to be hitting his stride, contributing consistently on the offensive end, and defensively, I, you know, he was certainly not a liability out there. You know, Milwaukee's ability to score the basketball is unlike almost any other team in the NBA. They're the number one scoring offense, but I thought Malik Monk was good out there getting into some passing lanes and you know just trying to slow down as much as anyone can the Milwaukee Bucks. Yeah, he did a great job defensively and it kind of got overshadowed just because of his offensive output. I mean, he ended up with 18 points and in, in 23 minutes coming off the bench. He went 7 to 16 from the floor, threw in a couple assists. I mean, the plus minus wasn't there at only positive 3. He still did a tremendous job. He's he's an energy guy coming off the bench, solid rotation player. And he might end up seeing a couple more minutes, depending on what happens with Terry Rozier moving forward. Yeah, Terry Rozier is the big question mark. The The report we got at halftime was a sprained ankle. There was certainly a lot of attention on him at halftime because, you know, he went down basically the last second of the first half. So as everyone was clearing out to head to the locker room, all his teammates were circling around him and keeping an eye on him, hoping that, you know, he would be able to, to get up and just be okay. But uh, obviously that wasn't the case. We got the word that he is going to be out for the rest of the game. We don't know what it means moving forward. We don't want to speculate. We're watching Twitter and watching all these things and seeing if we can catch a picture of him or get some kind of update. But let's just assume for the sake of argument that he were to miss one game. I think this is the position that the Hornets obviously have the most depth in it is not going to be as much of a sea change for the team initially as it was when Cody Zeller went down when Zeller went down you really had to scramble like okay Biz is now going to play 30 minutes a game and small ball five is dependent on matchups and where do we manipulate this just because there was not a lot of centers on the roster at the guard spot you could say all right we're going to put LaMelo into the starting lineup now or maybe we're going to start Malik and keep that Airbnb combo together for the second unit there are a lot more options to navigate this temporarily until Terry is able to come back from what is hopefully a very small absence and again to reiterate we don't know how long an absence is will be we just knew it wouldn't 
be a return in the second half of last night's game. No, and I think what you saw in the second half is what could happen moving forward as well. I mean, even Caleb Martin came off the bench and provided a little bit of a spark as well. He finishes with you know six points, he hit two or three threes, and those were three-pointers late in some pretty tight situations that ended up obviously being pivotal for the Hornets to able to pull away there. But again, there's just so much depth at the two. And moving forward where it comes to a situation with is Devontae going to start? Is Lamella going to start? Again, this is just way speculation, way, 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 way down the road. You know, maybe you can even shift one of those people into the two as well. Obviously, Mello is not your shooting guy in a number two spot, but maybe you put Devontae there if he can maybe kind of doesn't have to worry about creating his own shot or anything like that. But the guards are definitely not the problem for the Hornets at all, and it's obviously so nice to have that depth, especially as the season goes on and on. He shot pretty well last night for the Hornets in a 126-114 to victory over the Milwaukee Bucks. We've got one more segment to talk about this win. also want to talk about what the future holds for the Hornets. But I want to give you a quick sneak peek. Tomorrow on the Hornets Hivecast, we are going to begin our celebration of Black History Month. And Hornets Black History Month activations presented by Blue Cross and Blue Shield of North Carolina. We're going to be highlighting individuals who are having an impact on our community here in Buzz City. And first up on our list is going to be Artie Swinton, the founder of Former Inmates Teaching Today's Students, which is designed to allow former inmates the opportunity to give back to their community by telling their stories and sharing with students how one decision could make or break their future. One of a series of interviews we'll be highlighting here on the Hornets Hivecast during the month of February. Graham calling for a screen from Zeller. Raises one, now throws a backdoor pass for Zeller, who throws it down on Antetokounmpo. Welcome back, Cody Zeller. Cody Zeller had himself a game. He had that signature dunk, which is all over Hornets Twitter right now. He also had a career-high 15 rebounds, and I thought did a really solid job defending both Antetokounmpo and Lopez. The NBA, look... Defending well some nights means you hold someone who's a 25-point-per-game scorer to 10. And some nights it's arena football and you're just trying to stop one touchdown from happening. And I thought Zeller, he's so good at just doing the simple defensive thing. He's not going to give anything away to you. You're going to have to earn your points around him. And some guys are going to be able to do that, but there's going to be a lot of nights like this where Zeller's little – stops but one or two plays makes all the difference absolutely and something that got lost there in the first quarter he had a block tonight and that moved him into sixth in franchise history in all-time blocks with 302 he surpasses michael kidd gilchrist and that just kind of shows not only the longevity that cody zeller has been a member here of buzz city but just what he's been able to do not only on the offensive side but on the defensive side, not only just picking up rebounds, but kind of being a rim protector as well. And he did a pretty good job tonight. Again, it's it's hard to slow down a guy like Giannis. The last time these two teams played last year, he had 41 points. He goes off for 34 today, so it's still a slight improvement. But at the same time, Zeller, <laughs> with that with that dunk that we just heard a few moments ago, kind of was almost a spark plug of his own. And he's usually not that kind of energy guy. And you know, sometimes even grabbing a big rebound late just kind of gets the team going a little bit. 
And we've made it this deep into the podcast and have not yet mentioned Gordon Hayward, who scored 27 points. I thought the Hornets did a good job of not relying on Hayward in this one, and that's been a a consistent theme from head coach James Borrego. He doesn't want the team to look at Gordon as Superman and the guy who's got to lead them down the stretch. And, you know, he was a part of the offense down the stretch, but he wasn't the guy. But I thought Gordon Hayward did a good job early of recognizing, hey, we're down right now. We need me to take over at least a little bit here. And Hayward in the first quarter ends up scoring 10 points. You know, that was a big spurt in what ended up being a 39-point quarter. And he ended up going four for six and two or three beyond the arc in that span, and then he added five more. He was the leading scorer at halftime. He was tied for a team high with 27 with LaMelo. So it's not like – it's almost to the point where the reason we're not talking about Gordon at this point is because it's almost like it's expected. He's doing it night in and night out. And I don't want to get you on your soapbox about him being at the bottom of the all-star list from earlier in the week, but – Soapbox is ready. It's ready, and it's ready to be stepped on. But, I mean, you know, how can you argue with a guy like that where even in the hometown we're kind of just surpassing him because we're all in awe of the 19-year-old LaMelo? Yeah, for an all-star vote, you know, you you do have to put up the numbers. And so, like, I could understand if someone watched the Indiana games and said, well, he didn't score very much. For us watching the games, we know how much of an impact he had specifically on night two. It was him being the focal point of the Pacers' defense, allowed everything else to open up. And last night against the Milwaukee Bucks, there wasn't as much of that, but he was able to take advantage of his one-on-one matchups. And with one exception, one great defensive play by Giannis Antetokounmpo, more often than not, Gordon Hayward was getting to his spots and knocking down his shots. So a 126-114 win, a big one here for the Hornets. Let's talk a little bit in the time we have left about what this means moving forward. Because you look at the standings, the Hornets are into a playoff position now in eighth place at 9-11. and It's still a losing record. And if they were in the Western Conference, they would be what, two games out of a playoff spot right now? I get it. But 9-11, they're in a playoff spot right now. What's most impressive to me is look who they've beaten. They've knocked off Atlanta twice. They've beaten the Pacers. They've beaten the Brooklyn Nets. They've beaten the Milwaukee Bucks. I think they've demonstrated that at full strength, they can play with anyone. And this great pass-heavy, assist-focused style of basketball is going to keep them in a lot of games. And we can't forget about the win in Dallas. That was a big one, too. I mean, that was probably that was the biggest scoring margin of any win this season, too. So, now, granted, Dallas has been on a little bit of a skid, but you know, they, the Mavs just had a five-game winning streak. It snapped against the Jazz, who have an 11-game winning streak. So, the West is loaded, but keep in mind, too, you got to put everything into perspective. I mean, this is a young team where the expectations weren't quite there heading into the season. Nobody really knew what to expect. you got a game coming up tomorrow against the Miami Heat where – Miami just had to pull off a win on Saturday, 105-104 to defeat the Kings. And before that, the Heat had some pretty tough sledding. Lost to the Clippers, lost to the Nuggets, two losses to the Nets. So the schedule seemed really, really unfavorable for Charlotte coming into this next couple stretch. I mean, you got two against the Pacers, you got the Bucks, you got the Heat who went to the NBA Finals last year, and you got the Sixers again. But now all of a sudden the tide starts to turn a little bit, and I can't imagine what this does for the locker room confidence-wise. Oh, it certainly is is going to help them a lot. Although I, you know, I think in the NBA there's a little less focus on oh my God, Giannis Antetokounmpo is coming tonight. I mean, certainly they're aware he's a two-time MVP. I don't mean to, you know, besmirch his greatness because he's a spectacular player. He's 
clearly to me the best player I've seen in person all year. And, you know, I all due respect to Luka Doncic, I would vote for Giannis Antetokounmpo twice to be MVP at this stage based off what I've seen in person. But to go back to the next game coming up for, you know, the Miami Heat, they do have Jimmy Butler back. He's playing decently well. I mean, he had a 30-point performance, 8 of 19 from the field. He got 16 free throws, and I think that's the big key. You know, he's a different cat from Giannis Antetokounmpo. Giannis, you want him to go to the line. Jimmy Butler wants himself to go to the line. That's how the Heat play. Of course, we'll we'll preview this one on tomorrow's podcast, but it's another favorable matchup, I think. And it's just how far can you kind of keep this thing rolling? I mean, confidence goes a long way. I think the big key, well, we'll get more into Miami moving forward, but I think the big key moving forward here for the Hornets is just try and sustain some of this energy. This has been a special back-to-back nights, two huge wins, momentum in there, some wind in their sails. They're playing well, and we'll see if they can't keep it going. Again, tomorrow we will be getting you ready for the game against the Miami Heat. We'll also be starting our month-long celebration of Black History Month. And uh, hopefully we'll be celebrating another win at the end of that night. Rob Longo, you get to celebrate your first Hornets Hivecast. How was it? Everything I wanted and then some. We hope it was for all of you tuning in at home as well. Thank you for supporting the Hornets Hivecast. Please continue to subscribe, download it, recommend it to all your friends, all your Hornets fan friends especially. We appreciate having your listenership here. For Rob Longo, our studio host and producer on the Hornets Radio Network, I'm Sam Farber saying it's been a pleasure and a privilege having you with us, and we'll talk to you next time right here on the Hornets Hivecast.